Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Happy 4th of July week. Happy 5th of July day. And happy Ariel's birth week. Oh, yeah, Ariel's birthday is day after tomorrow. Woot, woot, woot. So, that's me. But, welcome. We are back with another week of The Bachelor. We are the Rosettes. I'm Ariel, and I'm the daughter. I'm Marcia, and I'm the mother. And we are the only mother-daughter Bachelor podcast. As, that we know of. As far as we know. Uh, should we hop right into the episode, yeah, or is there Am anything? I too stinky? I just got back from the gym. Am I too stinky? I can't smell you, Mom. Oh, that's probably <laughs> for the best. Yeah. I I could be stinky, too. I haven't showered yet. We're so committed to this podcast that we're trying to squeeze it in in the morning before we both <laughs> have to go to work. Yeah. We so go. we're also a little sleepy. But... We also have our coffee. We are on the, I'm calling it the penultimate episode. It's like penultimate, except it's the week before hometowns. <laughs> Did you write that down? Yes, see, penultimate. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, so it's a big deal because Hannah is needing to decide who she wants to have hometowns with. Right, she's got seven... Mostly decent guys left, and she's got to get rid of three of them. And she has, like, five great guys there, and then two horrible guys there. And there's Jed, who's... Uh, who's questionable. Kind of in the middle, yeah. She says in the beginning she's falling for multiple guys in different ways. She's walking through fields of flowers, and she looks beautiful, because they're in Amsterdam. There's and they didn't there. show the part where she says, Holy, Holy ham, I'm in Amsterdam! Amsterdam. Which is super disappointing, because that was one of my favorite, like, parts of all the sneak peeks, even I mean, though we'd seen it a few times. I was excited. They show these little cute snippets of her in the previews that never end up in the show, like that one, and then there was a time she sang the national anthem. So I'm afraid that, you know, in a couple weeks, we're not actually going to see her go, getting down in the fantasy suite. I think they'll show that, just because they're obsessed with the fantasy suite. I hope so, because she's super adorable. I demand more of singing Hannah. More singing Hannah, or we protest. That's right. Should, is there any... Oh, she sounds sick. Maybe I have the same sickness that Hannah had. Maybe. maybe. It just maybe took a while to get here because she was in ago, Amsterdam. Right. Two months ago in Amsterdam, and it's, it's made its way around the globe. Wow. I could have the same So sense. you could be sick the week that they show the episode. Amazing. That's crazy. She planned Science. It. I hope she didn't get her sickness from Luke, though. I don't want to have Luke's sickness. I'd rather have Hannah's sickness. I'm sure it's original Hannah. Okay. Original Hannah's sickness. OG Hannah's sickness. OG. <laughs> yeah, also, is there any... Bachelor Nation news? Any news type do, do, stuff? Do, 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 do. Not that I can think of. It's kind of been a quiet week in Bachelor Nation. Everybody was posting on Four. social media for the 4th of July. and Who was all getting together? It looked like Dylan Tyler... And there was a third gentleman joining them. John Paul Jones, I think. It looked like they all had spent the fourth together. That's nice. Hannah was all over Instagram and her little itty-bitty Hannah's been posting some pretty weird Instagram. Yes, she has. I think she... Well, I don't know. I don't want to speculate. She was watching The Notebook the other day. I don't want to speculate either, but I feel like maybe the person she picked at the end may not be... At least a good person. <laughs> and maybe she didn't spend the 4th of July with him. Yes. 
And maybe she's watching The Notebook for a cathartic reason. Yes, that's what I'm thinking, which would be very sad because I really want Hannah to be happy. I want Hannah to be happy too, but I also want Hannah to be Hannah and be, you know, continue on her journey to being a strong, independent woman who makes her own decisions. Yeah. Maybe we can't have it both ways. I don't know. We'll have to find out. Yeah. Maybe she has a little more growing to do before she finds the right guy. Or maybe not. Maybe Tyler C. wins and they go off in the sunset and live happily ever after. And then we get Mike as the Bachelor. Woot! That's my ideal scenario. That would be the ideal outcome. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Although, oh, one more Bachelor Nation news thing. You may not get to Mike fast enough because apparently Demi Lovato is into Mike. Yeah, I know Demi Lovato's into Mike. She's also got some issues that maybe she needs to sort out first. Does she still have issues? Yeah, I oh. think so. Okay. Well, she had a whole song about relapsing. Oh. Which is which is really sad and way to go her for writing a song about it. But In still I feel head. like that stuff you got to you got to kind of deal with before. All right, well we'll see. Do you think Mike's going to make it to paradise? No. I don't oh, think so. Yeah. We'll Cuz I think he's such a strong contender for for bachelor. For bachelor. Well, and he went to paradise. But. Yeah. But also Colton had the history with Tia and they were mm. trying to play up that. Yeah, yeah. So, we're in Amsterdam. Sorry, we went back and forth a little bit, but yeah, we're yeah. in Amsterdam. Our, our dear Lecter feels like she's been holding back. She feels like she needs to open up. She just wants to make sure that everybody feels comfortable going into hometowns. She wants to be feel she wants to feel comfortable meeting their families and she wants them to be comfortable with her meeting them too. She says this is a picturesque setting to fall in love. And she asks, all the bros are walking through Amsterdam and they're sit, they sit down and have some beer. And she shows up out of nowhere with her sick voice. And she asks Jed on a date. And he throws his hands in the air and he's super happy. Yeah. And uh, Nick, I think it was Nick Vial posted this really funny tweet. I don't know if you follow him on Twitter. But he, he posted this really funny tweet. He that Hannah asked Jed on a date. When he was out in public with the bros, so she knew he wouldn't have his guitar, so she wouldn't have to listen to him sing. <laughs> yeah, well, as they got off, somebody says, wait, does he have his guitar with him? <laughs> and Tyler says, have my lady home by nine. Or maybe it was Mike. Somebody said it. You know, with Nick Vial, he, he's such a polarizing figure, but think how boring Bachelor Nation would be without him. Yeah. I really like Nick. I really like Nick, too. I think he's got a lot of issues, but he's hot and he's really smart, so... Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I, I like him. Anyways, after Jed and Hannah leave, Luke says makes a comment something like, you know, anytime I can get with her, I want to get with her. And Tyler says, no, anytime Hannah can get with us is what's important. And Mike says, yeah. that's a fact. So once again, Tyler is standing up for Hannah's... Right to choose. Right. And Tyler just is way smarter than he lets on, too, I think. Mm -hmm. He always has these, like, really wise things to say. And I really like that about him. And I love that Tyler and Mike are such good friends it seems mm -hmm. like because yeah, they're both similar in a lot of ways I think in the fact that they respect Hannah's right to choose and they respect that this is Hannah's thing and they yeah. will, like defend her and stuff the whereas support. some of the other guys are like they realize that it's her show it's mm -hmm. not Luke's show it's Hannah's show and it's her journey and they're just lucky to be there yeah and not just Luke but Garrett too lots of guys treat it like a game yeah. treat it like a game and not like, it's her opportunity to find her person. Before we get too excited about Tyler's 
intelligence. Let's not forget that he, he said at some point in this conversation he wanted to nip it in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> or at least that's what it sounded like. I think it sounded like he said snip it in the butt. Yeah, I think it did say sound like snip it in the butt. Instead right. of nip it in the butt. Because nip it in the butt wouldn't be so bad. Cause like, it's nip it in the bud, right? It's like you're supposed to stop it before it grows into something bigger. <laughs> yeah. Snip it in the butt. <laughs> also, he, he, he confronted Luke and he said, you're the common denominator in all the trouble. But when, I, when he said you're the common denominator to Luke, I wrote down that Luke is the common dominator. Wow. Yeah. That's so very insightful. clever. Yeah, I know. That and, wow. that and Penn Hometman. I'm on fire. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the lector, in case you haven't, you just started listening to us. The reason I call her lector is because back in Colton's season, I started calling her Hannah B. Lecter. Because she's crazy. Yeah, and wants to eat people's face. But she's matured a lot since then. And Lecter and Jed are on their date. They go to a chocolate store. And um, she says they're going to get all of it. We're going to eat all of it. They're being all cute and stuff, I guess. Yeah. But it's just really hard for me to watch the show knowing about his girlfriend yeah. stuff. Because so. they really seem to really like each other. Of, yeah. all the, of all the one-on-ones this episode, I really felt their connection the most sincere. I yeah. Mean, I hate to say it, but... He gives her a little flower. Will you accept this pansy? They play in a toy And she's store. like, yeah, you're a pansy. And she didn't say that, but I was hoping she would. <laughs> and she says, Jed is just up for anything when we're together. So she likes his playfulness and his willingness to explore, I guess. They chance upon a calliope. Yeah, so, and a calliope is just a word for a moving piano. A moving organ, yeah. Fun fact, in Cambria we have our own calliope. It's the Cambria Calliope, and it travels up it's and down the famous. street during our parades. We have, we have one parade oh, every big, year. It's called Pine Dorado, because we're, where the pines meet the sea. It where we celebrates live. the pine trees. Yeah, hey, pine. And, well, that's okay. What's wrong with pine trees? <laughs> Nothing. And the... Calliope. What? Calliope. Calliope opens the parade. Right. And then it has to... Zoom back around on the highway and go back to the other end of Main Street and then finish the parade. <laughs> Does it come at the end also? Yeah. It's the beginning and the end? Yeah. I mean, that's a so they have to, like, I whoever just... pl- is playing it when they're, like, going on the highway at, like, 60 miles an hour or whatever, they're, like, they have to speed up their playing. So Miss Hansen has to hold on for dear life as they're driving the highway. I don't know if Miss Hansen still plays the Calliope. But she doesn't. It's fun to picture her on the <laughs> But, yeah, so there, there's someone playing that. It could have been Miss Hansen. I don't know. And then they oh. start dancing, and they start doing little jump kicks. Yeah, they start kicking their heels up in the air, and Jed gets it on the first try, and Hannah's like, you know, I want to do this. I can't do it in my booties. <laughs> my jeans are too tight. My jeans are too tight. But she finally gets it, and they laugh, and they dance, and they make out in front of the Calliope. Calliope yeah. Love. Oh, that sounds like a name for a band. Like some weird cover <laughs> band. Like it's a cover band that does all their songs on the Calliope. Right, right. Maybe and they, they only do like 80s pop songs <laughs> or something like that, but they do it on the Calliope. Pop goes my heart. Is that that? Remember that? That's the, yeah, music and lyrics. It's a bop. <laughs> Maybe they have a, um, one of these things too. <laughs> the. I'm making a hand gesture. The. What are they called? Accordion. Accordion. Calliope and accordion. 
Why I feel love. And uh, then it's their dinner date. Uh, oh, before that, they are in a little open air market. They meet another couple, an older couple. Oh, yeah, the staged couple bit. Yeah, it's like a bachelor, more one of our more recent bachelor tropes, where the elderly couple happens upon the bachelorette and her date. In this case, <laughs> yeah, this is this stupid. is funny. It's an older woman and who does most of the talking, and her kind of frail looking husband. He looks and, like he really doesn't want to be there. Yeah, he's like, what is happening? I don't understand. I don't speak English. What is this? I don't. I only speak Netherlands. And then um, Hannah goes, oh, are you guys, like, from are the you? Netherlands? And then she's like, oh, yes, oh, yes, where are you from? And then Jed goes, we're English. And Hannah looks at him, she and she's just... She's for a second. She's like, what? She's like, we're American! We're American! We're American! <laughs> and it just looks so mortified that he said English instead of... But also, what an idiot! <laughs> I know. Where did that come from? And she's, you know, they say, we're on a date. And she says, oh, how long have you known each other? And Jed says, cryptically, long enough to know things. What the hell does that mean? That was weird. And then she, the older Netherlander couple lady says they've been married 54 years, and, but they decided to get married 10 days after they met because, and she believes that their relationship was written in the stars. And Jed says, you're going to make me cry. Yeah, because he's missing his girlfriend back home. <laughs> what a dick. And he makes a toast to their love being written in the stars. I saw a couple of funny Which... memes on, on, online, on social media. Isn't that exactly what that dude in The Fault in Our Stars says to the girl in The Fault in Our Stars when they're in Amsterdam? Oh, I don't know. I don't remember. That's exactly what happened. They're taking their date from The Fault in Our Stars. That's not the best couple to emulate, I don't think. I mean, not that they're not a lovely couple. They're probably a healthier couple than this stupid couple, (laughs) just because one of them's dead. I was going to say maybe healthy in their relationship, but not healthy in their bodies. Unfortunately, that was such a sad book. No, I'm depressed, Ariel. I'm, such a good I'm just saying, they yeah. literally, the kids went to a restaurant in the Faulkner Stars, <laughs> and the person was like, oh, do you want some champagne? They said, champagne is the stars bottled up, and so you can drink it. Well, That's is... basically the same thing. Okay, you remember it a lot better than I do. But it was I read it a few times. It I really liked it. It made me cry a lot. <laughs> so Lecter tries to express to Jed outside in this market how it's always been hard for her to articulate her thoughts and I wrote down you think (laughs) (laughs) but that she you know when she's with other guys she's been thinking of him and she's all Jed 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 and I'm thinking oh gosh all right which is also what Colton said about Cassie oh is it I forgot that yeah Mm -hmm. back at the bros Connor is reflecting on how his one-on-one with Hannah was so long ago and it was kind of a messed up date because she'd been sick and he didn't get enough time with her. Poor Nuwanda. I really I like him. I feel so bad for Connor. I don't want Nuwanda to go away, but I'm sure we'll see him in paradise. But he's still there for now. Peter gets the date card when somebody drops it off and he says, alrighty. I noticed a couple different guys said, alrighty, today. And it reminded me of the Truman Show. But anyway, date card says, Tyler, will you ride into the sunset with me? Nuwanda is sad. He's losing confidence. I just feel so bad for Connor because I really thought that he was going to get another date because yeah. his first one was such a, you know, got ripped off a little yeah. bit. Yeah. We'll uh, talk more about that in a minute because we flash back to the night date with Jed and Hannah. I like that you say Hannah B even though she's the only Hannah. Hannah. Have you ever heard that phrase? 
don't be a don't be, be a doobie. No. That's something that my manager at work says, and I'd never heard that before. And the first time she said it, I was like, do be a doobie? Like, isn't that like slang That's for, slang a, for joint? a joint? Yeah. <laughs> you want me to be a doobie? <laughs> I don't get it. That's so and, funny. Hannaby. So Jen, he said, what color is that? I don't remember what she was. Oh, was she, she was wearing, wearing a dress? She, no, she was wearing the red, oh, the red, the pants red pantsuit, which was really cute. And I'm liking that Hannah's doing so many pantsuits. I feel like mm-hmm. she's trying to, like, that she's making them power suits. Oh, I even wrote that down. Jen said, what color is that? I wrote down, it's red, just like all the flags I'm feeling from you, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> it's made out of all the red flags you're waving at me. That's so funny. <laughs> Also, though, what a stupid question, because it wasn't like you couldn't see it under, like, yeah. at first I was like, okay, that makes sense. You could only see a little bit of the outfit underneath her coat. Uh-huh. But then her pants went all the way down to her ankles, right. and her coat only went to her knees. I'm like, you got so much, like, leg to yeah. look at. Yeah. It's kind red. of a weird comment. They have their fake dinner, like they always do, and she says she's been holding back because she doesn't want to hurt anyone. And she says she's been holding back with the others, too. And Jen said, that's okay. We're going to have a foundationally powerful relationship. Mm-hmm. She, yeah, that's what, that's what he told Haley, too. She reflects back on, oh, the kicking heels moment. She says, in that moment, when he was smiling and laughing and they were kicking their heels, she looked at him and she knew that it was real. And she said, she's falling in love with him. Well, yeah. he said it first. He said it last week when they were snuggling, but he didn't say it this episode first. He said it. He said, I'm falling in love with you last week when they were cuddling on the bed. You oh. want to go serenade. Really? Her. Yeah. Maybe I'm remembering it wrong. I thought yeah. it was him saying, oh, I get you. I'm falling in love with you. And she was like, oh, I'm No, she said it first, which is why it's so significant. Ooh. And then he says his heart's falling through the floor. And he says, he just, I just need, give me my minute. Give me my moment. He's Best trying. to <laughs> her love, right? Uh, or he's thinking about how he's going to tell his girlfriend. It's so hard to enjoy now because every time he says anything that's cute or sweet initially, like if we didn't have that information, now it's all tainted. Mm-hmm. Thanks a lot, Jed. Way to go, Jed. Just ruined my viewing experience, jerk. She, he gets the rose, obviously. It'd be funny if you didn't give him a rose. I'm falling in love with you, but I'm not giving you this rose because it's too purty. I'm keeping it myself. <laughs> That'd be stupid. Yeah. She says she's excited to meet his family. And I really I really believe them. I really believe that they really I like do, each other. I, I do believe that he really likes her and is excited to bring her home to his family. Mm-hmm. But, like, what's his family going to say about his girlfriend? Sure. I mean, the family must know about the girlfriend, right? If they were that close. But also, if he had a girlfriend and then was also cheating on that girlfriend, maybe he wasn't... Divulging not too Tell much to it. his family. Yeah. yeah, I bet they're a decent... I bet they turn out to be a nice family. And she's she really wants to see Nashville, so she should have... Yeah, because she wants to live in Nashville. Right. And that's where a bunch of other Bachelor people live, too. But, well, we'll see. I bet he's the first one on one date next week. Mm, we'll see. And is that? do they do anything after dinner? No, I don't remember them doing anything. I think they just make out. So, <clears throat> next day is Tyler. Yeah. I like her neutral colors and her. She's wearing this long, soft-looking sweater. She looks real pretty in neutral colors. Mm-hmm. They get He gets the leg wrap. The jump hug. The jump hug. And they're going to explore the Hague. And Tyler says, I'd love for Hannah to meet Nana and Mama and the whole crew. Aww. He's got a Nana. Nana meet Hannah. Then Hannah's like, 
All right, we're gonna ride these horses. We're gonna be horsing around the Hague. She's like, have you ever ridden a horse before? And he was like, it's been a while. Yeah, I had a horse party once. He's really skittish around the horses. Yeah. And she says, oh no, then no, if you're nervous. And they can smell your fear. He doesn't explain, you know, what happened at that party where the horses were, but I'm having all these horrible, like... They kicked him and he flies across right. the backyard. <laughs> exactly. It I'm wasn't even a real that. horse. It was like a pony. <laughs> yeah, I'm picturing this terrible experience. Poor little tiny Tyler. T- tiny Tyler with abs and perfect hair. And he approaches the horse and the horse and that's why kicks he, him over the fence. <laughs> and that's why he talks so weird, yeah. like, in a bumbler. So I always, like, his eyes are all droopy. It's because I'm just, like... So the horse not. The horse knocks sense a little. Out of yeah. And he helps her get on the horse, and mm-hmm. we were watching it, and Mom was like, I cannot help but notice that this is not quite as impressive as the time Colton put her on a horse. <laughs> That's right. Colton just, like, poof, tossed her up there in a single, just, like, And I'm like, Mom, it doesn't matter. Tyler's way more likable than Colton. <laughs> they're, they're actually kind of similar in their charitable tendencies in there but I, I mean I really but like Tyler's that. way smarter Tyler is there's something a little more substantial about Tyler somehow I'm not sure I mean I love Colton too it's a brain maybe so <laughs> Colton was working on his vocabulary book and stuff though yeah <laughs> make it an effort they're writing but they're not writing very well right and they they pass by several snack stands there's a they, waffle stand and the, the, they can't make the horses go where they want to go so they don't get involved. and it looks like these stands were set up for the date so they could stop and at each of these cute places but yeah, they can't get so, stop and then they then Tyler's it like stops at the ice this ice cream stand and I'm mom, looking for the halo guy yeah mom's like where's the halo top guy that's not the halo top guy Ugh. And Hannah just keeps riding and Tyler stops, but the horse is trying not to stop. It's two ice creams and then the guy's like, oh, that'll be whatever amount yeah, of money. Yeah, he said that'll be three euros. And Tyler gave him two. And I'm like, wait a minute. No, the guy said two euros. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought it was vice versa. I thought he didn't pay him enough and had to go back. And- gave it to him and the horse is riding away while, before he gets a chance to pay. So he has to go back and pay. Yeah. And then he tries to take the ice cream to Hannah, and that's challenging. The ice <laughs> it's cream like guy really cute, confused. but it's so awkward. Playing the dork, dorky music. It's not a very yeah. romantic date. It's like... It's cute, though. That like That's more realistic of how a date oh, like that would go. It's more entertaining, too. And then when they're done with their ice cream, they keep riding, and then there's a fish seller, and he's like, Come try my fish. Pickled herring. Pickled herring. Pickled herring. And Which looks disgusting. And Tyler's little quick ITM says, oh, pickled herring's like my greatest fear. <laughs> At Colton. <laughs> <laughs> and they both take a bite of this thing and they both hate it. Well, no, she said, it's not bad. You know, she took a bite. She said, it's not bad. And, and then, then Tyler t- takes a bite and he spits it out. Yeah, he's, he looks like he's going to barf. He's like, retching. And she's like. But he tries it. He tries so it. So go he him. And I noticed that even though he's throwing up, he's still got Hannah's back because he, he reaches over to take her plate for her while he's like, gagging. <laughs> Gentlemen, so even in the cute. worst of, even, even in his discomfort, he's a, he's a gentleman. That's so um, cute. But I didn't appreciate. Lecter says, you have a weak stomach? Man up. Don't pick on Tyler. Yeah, what the heck? (laughs) Just because you like to eat bugs and crap and fish eyes. Doesn't mean everyone has to like fish eyes. So they cuddle up on a bench and they're chatting. Tyler talks about all the missed opportunities that have occurred because the cocktail parties were canceled and stuff. But he's not missing them for his sake. 
he's missing them for her sake that you know she needs more more opportunities than anybody else does and mm-hmm. she's really pushing him during this whole conversation he said Riga was she's really like, hard but for why? Him. why why tell me more tell me more he said he wasn't sleeping he'd been into his head Riga was hard for him but she pushes him to be more articulate and not hold back mm-hmm. and then later at the night date he does a little bit better with that yeah oh my gosh that dress she was wearing at the night date is it the white one? The yeah, oh, light that was color. So one. pretty. It reminded me of in the it's in the way it was cut. It reminded me of what Cassie wore on the night that Colton jumped the fence. Just really low cut, really short, mm-hmm. and and had, yeah, hers had wasn't sparkly like Cassie's, but it was white and it had a ring around belt yeah. type thing, and she just looked phenomenal. Mm-hmm. The belt thing I felt was very because it was a big circle thing, and mm-hmm. then it was a belt that that's end kind of dropped. It reminded me of 70s fashion. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Kind of modernized a little bit. Mm-hmm. I liked it. It was super cute. This is where we get to know more about Tyler, and his story's pretty sad. He says he's cl- he's closed up a lot because of his parents' divorce. They went through a pretty tough divorce. His, parent, his dad came from nothing. And Hannah says, mine too. But he, he made it big, and they bought a big, grand, beautiful house on the water. So they were living large for several years until the market crashed. And then they had to move into a smaller house, and they lost almost everything. During this time, instead of turning toward each other, his parents turned away from each other. And Tyler says his biggest fear is a failed marriage. And it was super sad, and it because this, this whole time I felt like Tyler, in a weird way, even though Tyler's not the usual like person to take it serious, in a weird way, he the whole time that he's been taking it seriously and really does want to get married. Yeah, I feel that too. I feel like he's, he mentions failed relationships and that he's grateful for his fails because it brought him here. Tone and the things he's said, yeah, it makes him feel like he actually is ready for marriage. Yeah. And I believe him. Yeah, I believe him too. And I think that even though he says he's afraid of failed relationships and stuff, I think that he really is taking this seriously. And I think that's really Mm -hmm. good and really important because I think there's... There's a lot of really good guys this season, but I don't think there are that many that actually want to get married. Yeah. Mike really I feel wanted it most to get from married. Mike and Tyler, yeah. And I think Tyler really wanted to get married. I think those are the two big ones. Yeah. Luke, I think Luke thinks he wants to get married. I think Luke believes he wants to get married. I don't think he's ready to get married, though. Yeah. Contributes to the conversation by saying that she loves her parents. They've been together forever, but she wants to strive to be a better communicator with her spouse when she gets one. I'm yeah, so uncomfortable call. watching it yeah. back to their parents. You know? But <laughs> it's, it's your parents. But it's self-aware, and I see that. You want to take the best, but hope that when you and Jack are ready to find spouses, that you'll look at your parents and make try to take the positive things that you see that we've done, if any, and aspire to those and try to avoid the negative ones. You mm-hmm. know, I get that. It's just don't say it on national television. <laughs> <laughs> Lecter's proud of him because he, he cracked open. He cracked open. She wants to meet his family. She gets super smiley. He gets super smiley. She wants to see the faces of the people he talks about with such love. And he says he feels like he's falling in love with her. And she doesn't say it back. They get out. The date's over. He gets the rose. But there's one last activity, and it involves more horses. He doesn't they like horses. Carriaging. He doesn't like horses. No more horses for Tyler. I think carriage. I'm sure he's fine with carriages. Yeah, I'm just teasing. It was a pretty carriage. It looked like it was a beautiful evening. And they make out a bunch. If he, if he does become The Bachelor, we'll have to see if there's any horse riding dates for him. <laughs> there's always horseback riding dates. I feel like it's part of the contract. <laughs> oh, here, I wrote down, I said, what? In his ITM, he says, 
he's falling in love for her. Again, that's the second time. Garrett said that a couple weeks ago. Yeah. What is this? I'm falling in love for you. What is this? This is not a thing, you guys. This is not a thing. No. Stop making this a you thing. You can say, I'm falling for you or I'm falling in love with you. Yeah, exactly. Maybe it's maybe it's a regional thing. They're both from the south part of the country. Maybe they say that and I don't know. I don't think so. Maybe. Think if you're okay. from the south, holla at us because we think it's stupid. Yeah, tell us if that falling in love for you is a thing or not. So it was a really nice date, but I just couldn't shake the feeling that I thought her date with Jed was more intimate feeling. But I think this is a more realistic way more of normal, yeah. how dating would and should be, I think. Yeah. And it had the comedic element to it, too. So Yeah. And um, I just like Tyler more than I like Jed, so there's that, too. Back at the hotel, Mike gets the next date. And I love Mike. The date ah. part, Jed picks up the card and reads it to Mike and says, Mike, I'm drawn to you. Jed looks sad, I guess, and he looks he looked really sad when he read it, because I think he was hoping Connor would get a date and be able to stick around a little longer. At least that's mm-hmm. the way the show sort of edited it to seem. He's just a jealous person. Connor gets up, he sulks over away, and he sits on the stairs, and Peter tries to comfort him. Connor doesn't feel confident anymore having Lecter meet his family, because they just haven't been able to, all these cocktail parties have been canceled, he hasn't really had a one-on-one good talk with her for quite a while. So the group date is going to be, now that Mike got the last rose, Peter, Connor, Luke, and Garrett. Tyler comes back from his date with the rose. All the boys comment on his purple suit. Purple suit must have worked, man. You got the rose. And Connor goes to see Lecter in her room. Mm-hmm. She's staying in room 230. That's not a weird thing to write down. I, well, I noticed I noticed first she was staying in room 230, and then I noticed that Connor is taller than the door frame. Well, yeah, everyone noticed that. I know, it's crazy. He was, uh, he's huge. He's super tall. I... But also, he still looks really, really young, even though he's, like, one of the tallest. And she's been journaling, and then so they sit down and start chatting. And Um, she seems really happy to see him. Yeah, she does. She gives him a kiss. I I wrote down, I think this is the last time we're going to hear Connor's amazing voice. I know. Connor, he's like, listen, I like, I like really, like... I don't know, like, like you or whatever, but, like, I I feel like I just haven't had enough time. I felt the feelings of falling in love, but I haven't been feeling not lately because I just haven't had a chance to talk to you. So I just, like, I just don't really feel like, like, bringing you home is the right thing. Because, like, my family's really important and I've, like... Never really brought anyone home before. Yeah. And Lecter says, wonder where you've been on the group dates. She, you know, I'm really having, you know, I really felt strong for you in the beginning, but I'm just having stronger feelings for the other guys. And he says, I didn't want this to be goodbye. It just sucks that it is. And he says he's heartbroken and hurt. Mm-hmm. He gets in the limo and goes home because she says he's just not going to make it with them. And then she, they go back to the room and they he ha- they see him getting Connor's suitcase. Yeah. Oh, did they show it good? Because I wrote, he gets in the limo, he has no luggage, or he doesn't even have a coat. I and think I know they showed them getting his suitcase. They probably Somehow were. Luke finds out that Connor, Connor home. goes home. And he's gleeful. Yeah, he's like, yeah, guys, this is great. This is a good thing. This is one less 
person competing for Hannah. Mike says they're all great. Yeah, and it's sad to see another great guy yeah, go. Yeah, to see another great guy go. And then someone at some points, I think it, I think it's Tyler, uh, Luke goes on to say how they should be happy and they should be thrilled. Right. And Tyler goes, yeah, there's one less person here, but there's still five of us that hate your guts. Like, exactly. Is that when he makes the five foot eight villain comment too? I think so. And he goes, I can't believe we have a five foot eight villain. <laughs> and you know, Luke can't help his height, but I still thought it was funny. I thought it was really funny. We, we watched it with, with some of my friends and one of my friends, she's very petite and very short. And she was like, come on, guys. They shouldn't make fun of his height. <laughs> but he's a dick. <laughs> like, he's a jerk. <laughs> and yeah, making fun of his height's going to make him more angry, so. I doubt that he's really 5'8". I, I bet he's about 5'10". Well, five Hannah's 5'8", or 5'9", yeah. I think. So yeah. I think he's probably about 5'10". But also in a show where where everyone is, like, six over 6 foot. Yeah, 6'2 yeah, plus. Yeah, I'm going to, yeah, Connor's 6'6", six six, I believe. It's crazy. I can't even, yeah, that'd be crazy. So next is Mike's date. Mike's date. Mike's my favorite, if you didn't know that already. I love him. He's so handsome. But they meet each other, and Hannah's wearing this cute little neutral color thing that Mom was into. Mom thought it was cute. Yeah, yeah. When did she wear the pink thing? The pink jacket thing? Yeah. I think think it's at night. I thought she wore the... No, I think she wears the neutral thing with Tyler. She wears the pink thing with Mike. Oh, awkward. Okay, so she wears the pink thing with Mike? Okay. Yeah, because in the previews, they show her wearing the pink thing, but that's also the thing that she wears when she's having the showdown. Oh, not the pink thing, the red thing, the red jacket. Well, it's a jacket. I think it's a hot pink jacket. I definitely see red. Okay, well, we're totally not agreeing then because it's hot pink. It's definitely red. Let (laughs) us know what you think. They hug. He spins her around. He spins her around, but he doesn't spin her around right, right away. And when he, when he does it, she's like, I was waiting for you to do that. It's something that I guess he always does every time he hugs her. Yeah. And there's some bicycles standing by, and she announces their date is going to be bike with Mike. So they do that. They bike around, and it's really cute, and yeah. it's really pretty. It seems like it would actually be a really nice Kind of realistic date. Lecter says she feels like a little kid, and they bike around until they find this little barn-looking place that turns out to be an art gallery. And they go in to look at the art, and they're just browsing and looking at things, and there's one painting of a person, and Hannah goes, Do you think that's a... Or, no, or does Mike ask? I don't know. One of them asks the other one, Do you think that's a man or a woman? And then the other one answers, I think it's a... I think it's a man. Even though I thought it was a woman when I saw, was looking oh, at it. Oh, who knows? I mean, the point is they're kind of abstract. Yeah. And so they're, like, looking at the paintings and stuff. And then all of a sudden, an artist comes down and is like, well, why? Luta is the artist. Luta? Luta. She's like, you guys are going to learn to love each other a Luta. <laughs> she doesn't say it, but that's okay. I think it's funny. They go up and into a studio and they sketch each other. And neither of them are very good artists. Nope. Hannah sketches Mike first. They show us the painting. And it's not a painting. It's like a sketch. And Mike sees it and says that she's made him look like Dodo the Clown. And then when Mike has a hand at drawing Lecter, his efforts are not any better than hers. She looks like she's all teeth. She's like the, the big teeth face. <laughs> And at some point, Mike, I think it's Mike, makes the observation that love is like art. 
sometimes you have to stand back and assess the situation. Oh, he also says before he starts to try to draw her, it's really hard to draw her because it's like trying to draw a work of God. Yeah, which is so cute. I don't care how corny it is. It's cheesy, it's ridiculous, and I love it. Oh, the artist is like, yeah, you guys both suck, but I don't. So I'm going to draw you guys, and you guys are actually going to look like yourselves. (laughs) They go to put on their little sort of costumes, and basically there's these silk robe things. Robe, like giant scarf type things that they tie around their bodies like togas. Mike takes off his clothes except for his underwear before he puts his toga on and he he tells the camera he's glad that he put on he wore his nice underwear today. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I hope he doesn't have too many not nice underwear. I don't think she was really looking at his underwear super closely though. She smacked him on the butt though. That's true. The artist draws them. The portrait once again is very abstract. It's super abstract. It's sort of so it scary really looking. Look like I, I felt like it was sort of like it was like in the It could have been anyone. It showed two figures leaning against one another which is what they were doing but it was very abstract and it looks it was like in these red and black tones so it sort of looks sort of devilly and I don't know I wasn't a big fan but art's subjective all art is good I don't happen to like all art oh and they're snuggling up to each other and Mike's like I love this this oh, afterwards, is so nice went outside no they he said that oh, inside. inside when they were posing and modeling together the the whole art I mean, I love art. I appreciated the artist's art. I didn't love the artist's art, but I love all art. And I tried to instill that in the kids. And Ariel really took to that. Ariel, when she was little, she, I mean, like really little, she loved art. And I don't really know where this came from, but I remember we went to Las Vegas when the kids were really little. Like Jack was just a baby. Jack was probably one. Yeah, maybe a little less than a year old and just she's probably just about a year old so that would make Ariel about six or seven and we went to Las Vegas and one of the things we did is we went to the Steve Wynn gallery and he had like a small medium-sized collection of really 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 fine great art and so we all wanted to see it I wanted to see it Ariel well obviously Jack didn't want to see it because he was little he fussed he started fussing right when we were about ready to go in so Jack and I, my, you know, he's like a baby, waited outside, watched Ariel through the little window in the door, and they gave us little headsets beforehand so you could listen to the story of each piece of art. And so I sat there trying to calm Jack and keep him happy while I watched Ariel, and she had the, she's like two and a half feet tall, and she's got the headphones, these oversized headphones on her head. <laughs> And she's, I see her looking at one picture, then she, and then she moves to the next picture, so the story was over about the first picture. And she just dutifully goes from each one to the next one. She sees all the pictures. Afterwards, she comes out, and she tells me all about all of them. I, I'm like, okay, wait, let's just, I don't, I, ha, I didn't get a chance to see them. So we went and bought all these postcards of all the different pictures so she could show me each picture and tell me the little story behind each one. I don't know. What I don't a know. smart kid. Yeah, I don't know if that's unusual wow. or not. Like, if you have six or seven year olds that love art, email us and tell us about that. I just thought you it was have the six or seven year olds that love art, maybe one day they'll have their own Bachelor podcast. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> uh, the highest aspiration. <laughs> Give up your dreams of being a doctor or an astronaut. You should talk about reality television <laughs> with your mom. That's right. Anyways, that's my story about art and daughter. Wow. Full circle. Yep. yep. Um, and then it goes on to the nighttime part of the date? Yes. It goes on to the nighttime part of the date. 
the art the art theme continues. They're in a gallery in Amsterdam that has a bunch it's of amazing super pretty. art. Yeah. yeah. It has the girl with the pearl earring portrait, which is really famous. A bunch of mm-hmm. portraits, really. Yeah. And Hannah's looking at a bunch of them, and there was one of St. Catherine. Catherine. She's crying the whole time. She's crying, but she especially loses it at this portrait of um, St. Catherine. Catherine, And there's people fighting behind her in it. She's holding a Bible and a sword, and there's a bunch of men fighting behind her. She's going to compare herself to St. Catherine. Yeah, here in a little bit. St. Catherine's a saint. I don't really know too much about her, but I know that she performed miracles and stuff. She's a saint, so I'm not quite sure where the comparison really holds strong, but that's okay. I'm I'm going. If she's it. able to relate to it, that's all that matters. That's right. Well, that's what art's all about. Art's yeah. All about I mean, connect- Hannah's not Catholic. I don't think. I think she's some other. Oh, absolutely. Christian faith. Oh, so no, I, no, she's not Catholic. So I don't think that she's relating to it on a religious level. It's I like think it's a woman to woman level. Okay, I get that. And art touches each of us individually in ways that have varying degrees of being able to express why. And she expresses herself pretty well, and I get that. So no shade on Hannah. It's just I think mm-hmm. it's funny. Mike shows up, and he looks so handsome. Oh, he looks really nice. He has a nice oh. suit on, and he's going up in the elevator. He comes up in the and elevator. It's a clear elevator, and she tells him he is. She's like, mm, "Hello," and he's like, "You look beautiful." And well, he's all smiley and stuff, and she, super happy. She tells him how handsome he is, and he's basically, "Oh, not as not not as pretty as you are, or whatever." So yeah. And they go and sit down, and she immediately gets into the negative stuff. Well, she's crying and the whole time, and he can see that. Yeah. And she still has tears on her face, and he can see that. And he's, you can see from his face, he's kind of like, oh, dear. You know what's going to happen. Yeah, here. and she tells him, he, she, she's like, I've been here for a while, and I've been looking at all the paintings mm-hmm. and stuff. She says, art is amazing, and that she's been surrounded by beauty ever since she's been here. And Mike says, you deserve it. Which is so cute. I love him. And he is just listening to her, which he always does, like, really does that the best. This is, yeah, he's a good listener. This is where she compares herself to St. Catherine. Yeah, she's like, in particular, there was one painting where mm-hmm. that showed St. Catherine, and there were the men fighting behind her, and she was holding a sword and a Bible, and that, that just, I felt like that was me, because there's all these people fighting, and there's me, and I have my feminist willpower and my religious faith yeah which she didn't say that directly but that was what was but that was what was implied yeah and at this point mike says take your time by the way can i give you a hug yeah he's so cute she's like yeah yes i needed that and they have a nice hug and and she goes he's so soft-spoken i know i love him this is the worst send-off that's why she's crying so hard ever yeah and you can tell that she does care about him more than some of the other guys, but because she knows how much he values his family and how much mm-hmm. he loves his family, in my opinion, she cannot bring herself to give him the hometown date, even though she might want to, mm-hmm. just because she doesn't see a long-term thing with him. Right. She doesn't want to mess with him any more than she already has. Yeah. So she doesn't want to allow him and herself to open up to his family just to just knowing that it's not going to work out between yeah. them when she, some of the other guys haven't been so open about how right. important their that family was very are painful for her because she knows what a great guy is she knows she knows for a fact that he's better than most of the people there i believe that's true she tells him she says you've been such a leader in the house 
your smile got me through the first rose ceremony, but you know, you're looking for your fourth lady and I know that I'm not your fourth lady. Uh And he like named his family, like his different, his mom, grandma, and sister. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I know that they're so important to you, but I can't be your fourth lady. And I was really sad and she's crying. This was the hardest she's cried all season. And she said it was the hardest breakup of all. Yeah. That was very hard. She says two or three times. You know, he tells her, he looks super sad and looks down at the table, but he composes himself. He says, you know, I'm not happy about it, but I know you had to say this, and I don't know what to say to you, but thank you. You know, thank you Mm -hmm. for having me here. Oh my God, he's so gracious. He's so nice, and she's like, ugh. She feels so bad, and she walks him out, and he goes in the glass elevator. They must have known that she was going to send him home, because that glass elevator, seeing him, like, just go down. It was so sad. So sad. Oh, yeah, they knew. And in her and... in her ITM, well, before he leaves, she says, she, he, she tells him she's proud of him. She tells the camera how hard it was. She said to the camera, it's the hardest goodbye because of how good a human Mike is. Yeah. And then, and then she, she throws him a bachelor at Yeah. It. She throws him a, he deserves to find. He deserves to be loved fiercely just as much as I do. Yeah. Which is so, so cute. You can tell, you can tell that Hannah's team Mike for bachelor. Oh, yeah. She totally throws him the bachelor at it. Just like Becca threw Jason the bachelor at it. Yeah. Year. And that worked out so well. Yeah, that didn't. Yeah. But well, it worked out well for in the long run, because he's happy now. Yeah. But she really, and then she openly in interviews said that she wanted Jason to be the bachelor. Yeah. And I think once Hannah starts interviewing again she after this that, episode, yeah. she'll, she might say things Have like the that. the same sentiment. Oh, yeah. Mike gets so in the, he gets in the car to go home. He says, she put a dagger in my heart, tore it out, and stepped on it. <laughs> it's like putting a dagger in my heart, tearing it out, and stepping on it. Yeah. Which is so sad. And then back at the hotel, the guys are arguing about something that's not even important, I don't think. Yeah, but the guy comes to take Mike's suitcase. And Luke's face just lights up. He's elated. Yeah, he's so excited. He's like, guys, did you see that? And then the other guys are like, so sad. sad, they, Especially Tyler. Yeah. Tyler looks super sad. He puts his head in his hand and shakes his head. And And then they, they look at Luke. Do you feel good about yourself? Like... Another really great guy went home and you're still here. How do you feel okay about that? And he's like, why, why aren't you guys excited? He says, there were three guys on a date and one rose. Now there's three guys on a date and two roses because Mike went home. And it's like, okay, let them mourn a little bit. Yeah. Like. Oh, yeah. He's, he has no feelings at all. And Luke says, you know, you guys are in my way. This is why they hate you. See what I wrote? This is why they hate you. Yeah. Because you're lacking any compassion of any kind for your fellow brethren. I know they don't like you, and at this point you have no reason to like them, but they don't like you for a reason. Yeah. Yeah, They all love and support each other, especially given they have a common enemy in Luke, and it's just, you know, he's, ugh. And this is where the actual, this is actually where the five eight villain comment comes in. Oh, we were, so we were wrong. a little bit off, but it, that's okay. You can just tell that they're all really bummed about Mike, which I think shows how much they liked Mike. Like they were bummed about Connor, and they were bummed about the other guys that have gone too. I think these guys really, really loved Mike because that kind of sprung the biggest kind of fight. Yeah, out of all of them, they're just sad. <laughs> and before the conversation's over, both Peter and Garrett tell Luke that they expect him to behave. You know, you better behave on the date tomorrow, basically. Yeah, because hometowns are important. It goes to the group date. Group date, yeah. And before they leave for the group date, 
Jed tells Luke to keep his head out of his ass and to not talk about the other guys. And that really gets in Luke's, under Luke's skin. They're at the date and as soon as they get there, was Hannah wearing another pretty outfit? I thought it was pretty, but I thought it just was so was it different. A no, no, that's for it was, later. It was the, the purple sweater and the skirt and the really high heels. Oh, it was, she, it was her grandma outfit. Yeah. I th she it was looked like pretty. a Sunday school teacher. It was pretty, but it didn't fit her personality. I didn't think yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember what she was wearing. Yeah, It was more like something, something I would have worn to the office ten years ago. <laughs> Conservative, but bright and colorful. Yeah. It's totally something I would have worn when I was skinnier and younger. But it's not something I see Hannah in. Yeah. Anyways, so as soon as they get there, Luke's like, hey, can I steal ya? And she's like, yep. And, and we note we recognize this it's like an elaborate pretty house palacey fancy house thing immediately we say oh this is where the big confrontation takes place because there's those like stained glass windows and is that and, what we immediately that's say? what i immediately say. <laughs> oh finally this is where luke's gonna don't mess it up you know scream at garrett yeah so we know that's coming Luke takes her and he starts talking about some of the guys, I think, right? Oh, yeah. He basically, I don't know exactly. I didn't, my notes kind of fall off here because we're watching it at somebody else's house. Exact order of events, but I remember pretty much what happened. When Luke talks to her, he says, I don't like to talk about the other guys. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, Stupid. and then he specifically mentions everybody. Oh, Jen told me to keep my head out of my ass. That's something Tyler would have said. And Garrett was fake nice to me yesterday. And the only person that's left that he doesn't throw under the bus immediately is Peter. Because Peter. Peter doesn't talk when, when Hannah's not around. Right. He literally only talks when Hannah's there. Right. Yeah, and she, exactly she just looks kind of like exhausted. She's like, ugh. But then she does, she does kind of listen. He was like, Garrett was being fake to me yesterday. Yeah. Like, he was pretending to be my friend. And then right. when the other guys were around, he said he wasn't my friend. And so she immediately is like, huh, uh -huh. about that one. But she disregards all the other ones because it's Jed and Tyler. Right. She, you know, already is in love with both yeah, of them. Yeah, she's already, they're already good to go. Yeah. I think it's later that he tells her about the shower. I think at, at this point... At some point, she goes off to talk with Peter, and Peter's charming and wonderful, like always. I mean, yeah, they don't say. really, it's another another moment where they don't really talk about anything in particular, but he's just nice and It's drama-free, and she does end up giving him the rose, because it's drama-free, and she wants yeah. to meet his family. Of course she does. Yeah. But, but prior to that, there was, a con there was a moment between Luke and Peter out on the this sort of mini little stairway balcony deck outside yeah they clash over peter's luke admits to talking about the other guys and peter's like you keep saying you're gonna stay in your lane you know what's the matter with you i can't and he's just so frustrated so when he does get the rose from hannah he's extra elated and they run outside on the same little porch thing he yells about how happy he is and they giggle and laugh and hug and he yeah. gets the rose again sequence of events i'm not 100 percent on but i don't want to forget to say that when Peter goes back to the hotel. They get so excited. He walks in with the rose on his on his shirt. And they're all cheering and they give him a big hug. Tyler literally jumps, jumps out of his chair. With his drink in with hand. With his drink in his hand. Doesn't spill a, a drop. Holding his drink, runs and jumps, jumps on, on Peter. Him. Does the leg wrap almost on Peter. 
And then Jed follows, and everybody's happy that Peter's home. It's so cute. And Peter's convinced that Garrett's going to be the guy that comes home. He says that Luke's imploding, and yeah. he's sure Garrett's going to be the guy that comes home. And, of course, both suitcases are sitting there waiting for yeah, waiting for the outcome. And, which is interesting that, I guess they already put Peter's suitcase back, I guess? Yeah, I don't remember. I didn't or maybe they just close. knew, so they didn't put it out. I didn't work that close. But meanwhile, back at the, the three-on-one has become a two-on-one. Yeah. So at some point, I don't know where Hannah is, but Garrett's just, like, smirking. I hate both of them equally. I know you still hate Luke more, but I hate Garrett and Luke the same amount. Garrett was really irritating this episode. Luke has issues, but they're issues that I think could be helped if you sought, like, professional, like, medical help. Like, psychiatric help? Yeah. Yeah. Garrett's just arrogant. Garrett's just a dick. He's, he's just a jerk. He's just full of himself. Yeah. I, I think, think Luke definitely does actually have some psychological well, personality disorder kind of thing. Here's what I told you this the other night, too. I think that unless Luke does get help, Luke is potentially violent, dangerous. Yeah. I think. I mean, I'm not a psychologist or anything, psychiatrist or anything, but I just get a vibe from him that he could go off and hurt somebody. Especially if the steroids are part of it and he's not of his sound mind. Garrett's just an arrogant dick. I don't think he's going to hurt anybody. I think he's he won't physically hurt any anyone, but he, he's harmful in a lot of other ways. Fair enough. Hannah and, or no, sorry, Hannah's not anywhere to be around. I think this happens around this time. I think this probably happens when Hannah's spending time with Peter or something like that. And Garrett's looking at Luke all smug and arrogant. And he says something to tick Luke off. and Or no, yeah. Luke keeps being like, why are you looking at me like that? Like, what's going on? Well, and Garrett, Garrett's like, nothing, nothing. Garrett says something along the line of, I just spent time with her and I, I just feel confident she's going to send you home. She, he basically, after what our conversation, I do feel like she's over you and is going to send you home. And he's like, he's, don't talk about me to Hannah. Like, is it, this is your fault. Why are you such a dick? Garrett's totally baiting Luke. He's got yeah. this kind of sinister smile on his face. And he's like, and he does the thing with his fingers. Luke says something like, you don't know me. And Garrett says, I do know you. And he's got his fingers pointing at him. I do know you. You're the fakest person I've ever met. You're fake. You're phony. I know you. I'm pointing at you with double fingers, pistols. Pew! You're going home or something like that. Yeah, which is super immature, like yeah. a super juvenile thing to they're do. They're both being super juvenile. And he and they're just both fighting a bunch and then it basically comes down to a dinner date, right? After well, Peter. It there's a couple more important things that happen. Um this oh, is the where sh- the big showdown is where Garrett goads Luke into standing up and clenching That's his what I fists said. and saying the whole big famous line we've seen all season. Yeah. That you're not, I've been nothing but honest with Hannah, and you're not going to mess this up. Yeah. And then he picks up a pile of bologna and throws it on his lap. Oh, I did forget about the bologna. Yes. And then Garrett mimics him and says, you're full of bologna, and puts it back on the plate. I'm like, you gross. Don't put it back on the plate. (laughs) But also very important, somewhere in there, I think it might have been before this interaction, Garrett and Hannah talk, and that's when Garrett says he loves her. Oh, yeah, which is not true. Yeah, he comes out and says, I I love you, and I'm on top of the world because I love you, and blah, blah, blah. And she's happy to hear this. She seems happy to hear this. Yeah. But then, challenge that even. Luke Luke comes back, and he's like, listen, Hannah, I used to be the worst person. Boozing, sex, 
fleshly, pleasure-seeking yeah. guy. I was just a terrible guy. But then one day I was in the shower and I just felt Jesus' presence and I knew I had to change myself. I started bawling my eyes out and I looked up the ceiling and I saw heaven. Yeah, and then he goes, now I don't want you to think that it was like a quick transition from the flawed person I was to the perfect person I am. He didn't then, like that, but that's what it sounded like. He yeah. Said, he said, I didn't become perfect overnight. And then... Implying <laughs> that he's perfect now. I'm yeah. Like, what? And, and Hannah, go, what? Hannah goes, okay, well, we'll get back to that. Yeah, she wrote her <laughs> Good for her. Yeah. Then he just talks about how, like, he doesn't... But she's buying that. Those were their bo- both of their two final... Hail Mary, pick me speeches. Yeah. One said I love you, and one did this story about Jesus in the shower. Yeah. And so those were their final, like it's like a debate team, and they're throwing out their last... Closing argument. Closing arguments. Yeah. Mock trial. Mock trial. And then they are having dinner, and she. this is when she's wearing the pretty black dress. Maybe mm-hmm. that was when their conversation was, because after he talked about Jesus in the shower and not wanting, like, fleshly desires... Hannah goes, do you want to kiss me? And yeah. Luke's like, yeah. And That's then they right. really heavy make out. And then he, yeah, <laughs> and he's in his tacky pink suit. Yeah. Right? He's yeah. his wannabe salmon jacket. He yeah. His salmon like... jacket with all you guys. But I've, just, I've got this boxy pink thing that I have to wear. <laughs> yeah. So that's what happens. So then the three of them assemble at their dinner time table. And Hannah goes, listen, this was a really, you guys both presented some great arguments. This is a tough decision. I really like you both. It's hard. It's a hard decision. But I just have to follow my heart. Uh, so, and then Garrett looks so smug. He's like, oh, it's going to be me. <laughs> and then she grabs the rose and she says, Luke, Luke will, will you, you accept this rose? And he's like, oh, of course. She gives it to him and Garrett. Honestly, I hated Garrett so much. Like, Luke has issues, but Garrett is just legitimately mean. There's no reasoning to it except for that he's arrogant. Yeah, I mean... And and Luke's arrogant too, but he's got other issues. They've been in a house with him for a month and a half now and had to deal with his ways. And some of them have responded more aggressively than others. But yeah, it's, it got he got so smug by the end. Honestly, it felt know. just it felt kind of like a relief that Luke got the rose instead of well Garrett. I wish that she he had gone home when she sent him home a couple three weeks. ago. Oh yeah, because then would Mike would ideal. still be here. Yeah, and, yeah, I mean that was ridiculous. He bullied her into staying. He was a jerk. But at this point, though, my selfish me says, I would rather send Garrett home because I'm fascinated to see what Luke's family is like. You know, I think that's going to be interesting. But please don't let her pick him. Please. There's no way she's going to. I I hope not. So the people that are getting hometowns are Luke, Peter, Tyler, Tyler, and Jed. Jed. So that'll be exciting. Jed the butthead. Jed the butthead. (laughs) I really do think she likes Jed the best, though. I really do. And I think he likes her. I really do. Yeah. It'll be... As awkward as the whole situation is. It'll be weird for sure. Do we get over there? Yeah, Um, I think so. Yeah, I guess so. Oh, oh, I did want to mention, as much as I know you dislike Garrett, I thought his exit was fairly classy. There was a little too much 
forehead and cheek kissing, but he was... Oh, and he kissed her all over the face? That was disgusting. Oh, gross. But he, he, was, he wasn't angry. He was composed. He was calm. So I think it could have gone much worse. I thought all three exits were pretty gentlemanly. Mike's, obviously, is the head and shoulders above everybody else. But I thought they were all classy. A lot of times at this point, they get nasty and, like, mad and all of them were fairly classy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, next week, hometowns. Next week is hometowns. The after credit scene was of the baloney again. And Garrett biting out the middle of the baloney and putting it on his eyes. I don't really understand what that was supposed to be about. It was just weird. Yeah. Just spooky. Maybe just trying to psych Luke out more than he already did. Yeah. And the preview for next week shows... Like a hyper religious family for Luke. There's nothing wrong with that or anything. It's just, it looks like they're going to showcase their religion a lot. A lot. Which mm-hmm. isn't super common in the hometown in ba- dates. Or in hometown dates, or in the bachelor in general. Yeah. Usually, faith is sort of a background referred to in a nebulous way. Yeah. But this looks like it's going to get real concrete. Peter looks like he's going to be on some sort of sailing date with her. And they're going to make out, and he's going to tell her he loves her. That's Peter? Mm-hmm. I thought that was Tyler. They all say. They all say they're falling I thought the her. sailing date was Tyler, though, because I think Peter is probably going to take her flying. Well, they showed him flying, and they showed them both on a boat. Okay. Maybe that's Maybe Peter makes it to Greece, and the boat is in Greece, because they did show them both fly, flying. They showed Tyler next to a boat in the water looking at his childhood house. Yeah. I remember that. And they showed, what did they show Jed doing? Oh, he's shirtless with a guitar. Gross. So, that's that. Oh, but this is the windmill. They talk about the windmill. Oh, when did, is that an after credits thing? That that was part of the previews. Yeah. Oh. So, they show again what they've been showing more and more of all season in the previews of her conflict with Luke where the Jesus still loves me. I Honestly, I have had sex and Jesus still loves me. So they show that thing every week in the com- in the um, previews, but they show a little bit more every week. And this week, she just tells Luke, I bleeped in a windmill twice. Yeah. <laughs> Guess what? I bleeped in a windmill. So you probably want to leave. Because <laughs> he, he said that, you know, if, if, you're, if you're having sex with one or multiple men, I'm going to take myself out of the competition. And she basically said, I effed in a windmill, so you probably want to leave. <laughs> We did it again. <laughs> so I cannot wait to just kick his butt. I know that's going to be so satisfying. I and I don't know why. I can't figure out really why they're teasing it so much. And don't forget, somebody's going to come back with a ring, too. Yeah, there's the proposal, which yeah. I think the proposal will kind of be the big post. Jesus still post, loves me. Yeah. Moment. Yeah. So we can, uh, it's a rip and ride, man. We're having a exciting season yeah i'm really enjoying this season she reminds me a lot of caitlin and i like that yeah i think i like her even more than caitlin in some ways she certainly i mean as much as i love becca i love my i my heart is becca's she, her season was pretty boring yeah it was boring and she had, and she had awful terrible guys. guys yeah she had exception her good guys know, jason were and jason and wills and blake was pretty blake was pretty all right on his season I feel like that'll change in paradise. Yeah, we're hearing rumblings of his craziness of in his paradise. demise. Yeah. <laughs> but don't disappoint me, Blake. 
you have moms watching. I'm watching you. <laughs> doing the, the eye movement with my hands right now. <laughs> so, thank you guys so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. We love yeah. seeing who's listening and seeing where whereabouts y'all are yeah. from that are listening. So, if you guys really like enjoyed us or whatever, you guys can uh, please rate and review and, and subscribe. subscribe yeah to our podcast because that will help other people find us and we would like to share our you know voices with we'd, many people we'd like more than 20 listeners yeah <laughs> but, but, we but love, no we love we love doing this anyways despite any of the, oh, yeah. whoever's listening we'll keep doing to it. us um you know and you og fans you're gonna you're the best bless uh, also follow us on Instagram, Rosette's Podcast. Yeah. Share us with other people. Share us with your mom. Share if, us with your daughters. If you get on Instagram, make sure that you wish Ariel a happy birthday. Her birthday's day after tomorrow. Thank you. I'll, I can hear you guys right now saying it, so thank you. Then also, you can feel free to email us at rosettespodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, we'll uh, compile and- a mailbag. We'll compile a bunch of them and have a mailbag episode. If we ever get a bunch of them. Yeah. (laughs) We need your help. All right. All right, my friends. Anything else? I don't think so. We'll see you in a few days. We'll see you in a few days. Have a good holiday weekend. Mwah.